0: Episode number 12. Welcome to the Higher Life Podcast. Lessons from authentic Judaism. Get the inspiration you need for personal growth. Hosted by Rabbi Mitterhoff. Shalom, this is Rabbi Eliyahu Mitterhoff with the Higher Life Podcast. In this week's podcast, we're going to be discussing Pesach, where we're going to start out with a powerful, parable about receiving our spiritual portion. Then we're gonna do a great story about a great rabbi, Rav Chaim Valazhin, the father of all yeshivas. And he's gonna talk about consistent learning. The holiday of the week is Pesach. The Pesach Seder, reality, not ritual. And finally, peace in your home, the fifth commandment of marriage, being loyal to each other. So I wanna start out with a mashu, a parable of the Chavetz Chaim. He first asked the question, and says, why is it that every Torah educator in every generation talks about and focuses on one thing, and that is that the men should sit and learn Torah? Why is it so important? We know that there's a Chazal, there's a Mishnah, and Saint that says all Jews have a share in the next world. So if we all have a share in the next world, why do we have to sit and learn all day and work so hard? So he brings a story. In Kiev, there was a very wealthy man named Brodsky. He had a lot of factories, employed thousands of employees, workers, craftsmen, clerks, and among these people that worked for them were some of his close relatives and some of his distant relatives that he hardly even knew. And a few of these relatives were unable to do any useful work, but they received salaries anyway, like a monthly allowance. So one time Brodsky decided to visit one of his factories. He wanted to speak to all the workers and find out what they did and how much they were being paid. So he had them all line up. And he asked each one, what do you do, which factory do you work in, how much do you get paid? Then he came to this one guy, and he asked him, where do you work? And all the guy kept saying is, there is a fixed salary I received each month. And he said it with as much dignity as he could muster up. But it was clear to everybody, this guy doesn't work in a factory. It was clear to him also. He realized this must be one of the relatives who just received the money as a gift. So can you imagine how embarrassed this guy was in front of everybody? He has to tell the boss uh, how much what he works and what he does and how much he gets paid when he doesn't even work. He just tells him, "I receive this fixed salary every month." So what's the nimshat to this? It's true that every Jew has a portion in the next world, but that doesn't mean everybody's portion is the same. Some people are going to have a portion that they deserve, some that they worked hard to receive, and they're going to be happy with it and proud of it. But some people are going to receive a portion as a handout. That's not going to be very uh, pleasant. So which portion do we want to receive? We want to receive the portion that we're proud of, that we could be happy with. So now I'm going to jump to the holiday of the week, and that's Pesach. I want to speak about the Pesach Seder and the fact that it's a reality and not a ritual. We know that our rabbis tell us, for example, the Ramchal explains that the Jewish cycle is not just a cycle of rituals, it's a reality. In other words, when that time comes up on the calendar, that's what's happening in reality. Pesach is the time of our freedom. And that is a time where you can really grab that freedom. It's the reality. The reality is that freedom, we're being freed from slavery, we're being freed from our evil inclination at this point in time. So if we use that time properly, we can actually grow tremendously because that's what's in the air. I read an article on the jewishweek.com that spoke about that there's a tremendous decline in the youth going to Pesach Seder where even before the conservatives and reform always kept Pesach Seder, the youth today are not keeping the Pesach Seder. They say it's boring, it has no meaning. But What they don't understand is it's not a ritual. The Pesach Seder is not a ritual, it's a reality. He explains that each of the 15 parts of the Seder we should say out loud. We should say Kadesh, urchat. Everybody should say it out loud because it has effect in heaven. We know that the angels are watching the Jewish people as they do the Seder. It's not just a ritual. It's a reality of the moment. And the reason why the youth are leaving is because the people giving the Seder don't feel that way. They're just doing it as a ritual. They're just doing it because that's the way you do it. But they don't understand there's a spiritual reality to this thing. So what is this reality of the Pesach Seder? Rav Eliyad is going to bring one line here that explains unbelievable thing. He says like this. In the Seder, it says like this. And originally our ancestors were idol worshipers, but now the omnipresent brought us near to his service. We started out as idol worshipers, and now we are going to serve God. So we know in Gemara Pesachim according to Chita's Rava, that's what we're supposed to mention. We're supposed to start out low and end up high. So according to Rav, we're supposed to mention that we were idol worshippers, and in the end, we are worshiping God. So the Haggadah continues, it says, Terach, the father of Avraham and Nachor, they served other gods. Then I took your father Avraham from beyond the river and led him through the land of Canaan. So Rav Destler says, why do we have to mention that the father of Avraham, our forefather... The father of the Jewish people started up by worshiping idols. Isn't this a little bit extreme? We know that Avram Avino separated himself from idol worship. So why do we have to speak about his father who was an idol worshiper? On the night of Pesach, do we have to bring ourselves so low? So he explains that this is exactly the point. We want to show the strength of Avraham Avraham our father. Can you imagine the tremendous courage he had? His, whole, his father, his whole household, his entire extended family and the whole world were doing idol worship. And he stood up and fought against it. He fought for the oneness of God. Can you imagine how difficult it must have been to go against the stream? He had nobody to teach him, no guide, no friend. No body of literature, no tradition. He had no swaram, no books. It was all based on what he understood the world to be. And he stood up against the entire world. He had nothing but his own spiritual resources. The entire culture of the world was a world of idolatry. And still he didn't give in. Rav Simcha Zizel says that as soon as a person has a suffolk, as soon as a person is doubtful, that re- reinforces the other, for- the other side. So he had to stand up with total commitment and dedication and understanding, according to his understanding of the world, his intelligence, the way that he saw things, that there must be a God, there has to be a creator. And this is what's happening at the Pesach Seder, on the schus, on the merit of Avraham Avinu. We have a covenant, a bris, that we too will be connected and never lost in the world of idol worship, and the way the world is going now. And Rev. Dessler further explains that Aaraba, just the opposite, the fact that the world was so evil should give us tremendous koach and strength to fight it. Evil should be a force to propel us towards good. And that's exactly what happened in the generation of Avram Avinu. Things got so out of hand that Avram himself stood up and fought the entire world with strength because he saw all the evil in the world. So too, the going out of Egypt, what prepared us to receive the Torah, the Holy Torah, was the fact that we were in such a low level, it gave us strength, we were sick of that life, we wanted to free ourselves to come on to spirituality, to live a life of purity. We were crying out to Hashem, please help us, they can't stand this tumma anymore, this impurity, this life, this sick, sick society. And if we use this opportunity at the Pesach Seder, we can also free ourselves from this sick society. We have to stand up like Avram Avino. We have to stand up like the Jews who left Mitzrayim. And we have to say, no, we don't want to follow in the ways of this Avodah Zarah, of this idol worship. We don't want anything to do with this sick society, with this homosexuality, and tattoos, and porn, and piercings. I don't know what's going on, and trafe, people eating who knows what, and cheating, and all the crazy things that's going on in the world. We've seen, we see with our own eyes what's happened in the past 50 years to the world. I remember when I was five years old and the Beatles came out, they had a little bit long hair, and the horror world was flipping out. What's going on today? And that's what the Pesach Seder is about freeing ourselves from the sickness of society. And the youth should be flocking to the Pesach Seder. They should be so fed up to where this world has led them that they want to run and scream out for Kedusha, for holiness. And people send their kids to college campuses. What's going on in those college campuses? It's like a house of prostitution going on over there. So after these kids live with the 5th, 6th, 10th, 11th, 500th person, they should be so broken that they want to come back to holiness, to Kedusha, to live a righteous lifestyle. What's the word paro? Paro means, the word paro comes from the word perua, to break down. The evil incarnation wants to break down the personality. He wants to break all the boundaries of society, that the person feels sick, that a person should do acts that he can't deal with. That he should be broken. That's the Yetzirah he wants to break. Peru. he wants to, power. wanted to break us down. That we had no self-worth left. And this is exactly what happened in the generation of Avram Avinu. There was a moral decline in the society and popped out of Avram Avinu. And also in Mitzrayim, the Jews were brought to such a low, low level. And that's why we were redeemed. We were screaming out for spirituality, for morality, for family life, for normalcy. And that's exactly what's happening in our generation. We see it right now. Society is breaking down with homosexuality. The family is broken down, dysfunctional families. Everything's breaking down. And we should be screaming out, Hashem, help us. We want to be normal. We want to have a healthy life. We want normal relationships. We want to grow. And that's why in the Pesach Seder, we mentioned that our forefather, Tarach, from before Avram, was also an idol worshiper. And it was Avram Avinu who broke away. We want to break away. And how do we break away? Through Torah. The verse says, Originally our ancestors were idol worshipers, but now the omnipresent has brought us near to his service. Instead of serving the Yetzirah, instead of serving the in- in- evil inclination and listening to our body, we start to listen to our mind. And we do, How can we do that? By following the mitzvahs. And we're not embarrassed to do the mitzvah. we not embarrassed to shake a lula to where it sits. So have a tava Because this is a life of normalcy. This is a healthy life. Healthy family relationships. And family values. Not tattoos and piercings. The Torah offers such a beautiful way of life. Of normalcy. Of good relationships between parents. Kiva aim, to give honor to your parents. To give respect to your children. To get married like a normal family, not homosexuality, to have children like normal people, to be healthy, to develop the intellect, to stay away from promiscuity, to stay away from all kinds of things, to guard ourselves from these things, to keep the normal family structure and have a normal life, healthy life. That's what it means to be a healthy Jew. And we should be running to the Pesach Seder to experience this, to free ourselves from all of the dirt of society and to grow and to realize and take honor upon ourselves and to stand up against society, to stand up like Avmavinu. That's what it means to be free. I no longer want to follow these ways. I want to go in the right way, in the healthy way. That's what the Seder about. It's time for Great Stories About Great Rabbis. Now I want to tell a story about Rav Chaim Volozhin. The father of the entire yeshiva world. And we know the famous thing about him was Torah Lishma, Learning Torah for the sake of God, for no side reason. We know the Torah, Torah Tavlin. The Torah is the drug, the thing that's going to cure us. We cannot be cured. We cannot overcome our evil inclination. Our desire for the physical world without Torah. When we learn Torah, it gives the intellect strength to overcome. So they asked one time, Rev Chaim Valashin, what is the seder of the yeshiva? What is the time uh, scheduling in the yeshiva? So Rav Chaim started to list the times of all the, well, we eat at this time, we eat lunch, breakfast at this time, and, we eat, and then we have lunch, and then we have a little sleep period, and then at night we have dinner at this time, and then we go to sleep at that time. So what do you mean? <laughs> He's listing all the times that, that's the times of the yeshiva, the times that we eat? He said, yeah, the mundane physical activities have to be kept within a narrow cons- uh, constrained limit. In other words, you ha- in order to, f- to figure out your schedule in the yeshiva, you have to limit your meals and your sleeping. Every other second is a time for learning Torah. This is Judaism in a nutshell. O seek and Torah, we have to be involved in Torah learning. That's the thing that's going to heal us. They say in Velazion, they took the Chazal very seriously. It says, if Torah ceased even for a second, the entire world will immediately revert to Tovah it would go back to nothingness. So therefore, they had seders, they had day and night, they had 24-7 people learning Torah. And he brought down this mashah like this. He says, if a person all of a sudden got swept into a river, and he's floating very fast down that river rapidly, and there's nothing to grab onto. All of a sudden, a huge tree trunk floats by him, and he grabs it. How would he grab it? He wouldn't even let go for a second. It's the difference between life and death. So too should Torah, you should view the Torah as the difference between life and death, and not let go for a second moment. Torah was to him a, truly a tree of life. It was the tree of life. He didn't let go for a second. And this is what we need if we can sit and learn Torah and spend hours and time and thinking about the Torah. That's going to give us the strength to overcome everything that life throws at us. Learn to give, love, and communicate. This is Peace in Your Home. And now I'm going to speak about the fifth commandment of marriage according to Rev. Victor Miller. That is to be loyal. A man and a wife have to be loyal to each other. You have to feel that your wife is behind you and the wife has to feel that the man is behind her. You have to be responsible for the welfare and happiness of your mate, but not just out of love. It's a duty. That's part of being married. You are together. You're a team. If the wife can save money, she saves money for the husband. If the husband can do the dishes, he does the dishes. You have to protect each other's reputation. You have to be behind each other. Relatives speak bad who knows what. You have to speak right away, no, my wife's an excellent cook, the, the house is clean. And if the wife's parents complain about the husband, the wife, right has to, uh, the wife has to right away jump back and say, no, he's fine. You have to be together. The husband has to feel that his wife is behind him, and the wife has to feel that he is behind her. He says if the husband is a singer, he's the, best, uh, the wife has to say he's the best singer, he's the best chazan, he's the best speaker if he's a rabbi. The husband should be saying she's the best cook, she has to clean his house. That's nothing to do with romance, he says. It has to do with obligation. And if, God forbid, maybe it could happen that the wife is not behind the husband or the husband is not behind the wife, so what's the solution to that? He says, forget about it. Pretend like it was not said. It's going to pass things of Gemara that one time the husband, wife was irritating the rabbi and she said, forget about it. It's just going to pass by quickly. Sometimes people say things in the heat of the moment. Forget about it. Pretend you didn't hear it. Act like it wasn't there. Just forget about that moment where the other person was not loyal. Because if you take things seriously, it could make a whole chain of events. And he finishes off with a Gemara that says, Happy is the man who hears and ignores. A hundred evils passing by. If you learn to ignore things, you're going to have peace in your home. So that's the end of this week's podcast. Please share it with your friends. Please leave comments if you can. And please have a wonderful Pesach. Thank you for listening. Your voicemail could be featured on the Higher Life Podcast. Just visit RabbiMinterhoff.com to ask questions or leave comments.